Welcome to The Owlish Folk, a podcast that answers questions about the English language. I'm Dave, and Amanda is off today, but she promises she will be back soon. We've been incredibly busy over the last few weeks with family things and house moves and work, but we will try and get back on our regular fortnightly schedule as quickly as possible. Until then, We'll squeeze out a few shorter episodes, probably recorded uh, individually. Um, We'll try and pop one or two of these out um, in between the longer episodes to fill those those gaps. Um, So today's short episode is about a word that people often say is overused or perhaps used inappropriately by usually by young people these days. And I want to give a little explanation of where this word comes from and how it's been used traditionally and how it is now used and how we can see the journey of this word and why the usage might have changed and actually why the modern usage isn't maybe as modern as we think. So let's start from the very beginning, this word like. Like comes from an old English or Anglo-Saxon word, gelich. And gelich meant corpse or body. And over time, this word gelich lost the first part, the ge, just eroded away, disappeared, and lich remained, meaning body or corpse. And over time, as words tend to, this word shifted in meaning from body to with the body of, meaning similar to. Something has the body of something else, if it's similar to that thing. Um, We might now say these things are alike, which comes from an older word, anlich or onlich, meaning on or in body, which means more familiarly of a body. Um, In the same way, we might say birds of a feather, birds with similar feathers of a body with a similar body. And over time, lich became a way to describe any similar characteristics, um, not just in appearance, but in other ways too. It could be in uh, smell or in attitude, in any other uh, characteristic. And it's easy then to see how this word could be used to describe not just things that are similar, but things that maybe match or go well together. So if something looks good on your body, then you would have said in the past, it likes your body, it suits your body, right? So you buy a fancy new t-shirt that looks good on you, that t-shirt likes you. And this is, of course, the opposite way to the way we use it now. It's kind of flipped, but this makes sense when we think of the origin. It suits you, it matches you, it likes you. And lich, of course, changed in sound from lich to lick to like over time. And we'll talk, I think, in the future about the great vowel shift and other sound changes that have taken place. But this change happened over the past, I guess, 500 years or so. So we have like meaning similar to and like meaning suits you or matches you. And then it's a short hop from like it matches to like something you appreciate. So if something matches any taste that you have, you would say it likes you. And now that has flipped, you like it. 
I've got an example from Shakespeare's Two Gentlemen of Verona and host meets Julia outside a party and says, How now? Are you sadder than you were before? How do you, man? The music likes you not? And Julia says, You mistake. The musician likes me not. And of course, this doesn't mean the music likes you, the music has any appreciation for you. This is you, Julia, like the music not, you don't like this music. And then Julia say, says, no, no, I don't like the musician. And so when this was written 400 and odd years ago, uh, the form of like was the reverse of today. So the music likes you or the clothes like you if they suit you or they match your taste. But like goes from being a noun and a body to being a verb. It actually does something. And it feels awkward to say that the inanimate music or t-shirt can do something. So the form flipped over time. And this would have taken a long time. And there would have been a time where people switched from one form to the other. But now we say, you like the music. You like that t-shirt. If it suits your taste, it matches what you appreciate, you like it, not it likes you. But there would have been a time where people would switch between one form and the other. And I think we find both forms in Shakespeare's writing. So that kind of covers like for similarity and for preference. However, there are other uses of like that are important. Um, I'll save the main one for last. But let's move on to the Lee suffix that we find in mainly adverbs. So slowly, gently, skillfully, and also in adjectives, for example, lively. So let's look at um, the adverbs first. The Lee of course, comes from like. In fact, it comes from lich. So there was slow lich, means in a slow-like fashion. Or tender lich, in a tender fashion. Savage lich, in a savage fashion, right? Now, over time, the end of the lich faded away and it just became lee, slowly. So slowly becomes slowly, tenderly, savagely. And of course, this just means actions that are performed in a way that resembles slowness or tenderness or savageness. And the lee is this nice little relic that reminds us of the old pronunciation of like, lee. This is kind of grammaticalization, right, where a word becomes a piece of grammar and not a word anymore. This suffix is actually just grammar now. How about in adjectives? Lively. Well, lively comes from liflich. Lif is the old pronunciation of life and lich is the old pronunciation of like. So lifelike in the manner of being alive, right? Or with the quality of being alive. And over time, liflich, lifli, lively, we can see how this pronunciation would change and leave us with the modern adjective lively. So what about this more modern usage that we associate with young people and perhaps 
yeah, maybe young people from California. And I'm thinking that because uh, I recently saw a movie called Free Solo, a documentary about the climber Alex Honnold. And it's an excellent documentary which charts his preparation and attempt to climb El Capitan in Yosemite with no ropes and no protective gear to climb it free solo. And when they interview Alex Honnold for this documentary, he's not terribly good at showing his emotions, his feelings, and he fumbles a lot for words. He's not very confident or comfortable being interviewed in this way. He's an incredible climber, but he seems quite shy. So he fills a lot of the gaps in his interview, uh, as do a lot of his climbing friends. They fill a lot of the gaps in their interviews with this word like. And it seems to be saying, bear with me, I'm thinking of the right words to say. And perhaps they're sometimes hedging a little bit, saying, I'm giving you the words now, but they're on the fly, they're off the cuff. It's not exactly what I mean. Don't take this too literally, but you get the gist of what I mean. So I think this is how they're using like in many cases here. But um, the modern like seems to serve certain specific purposes in this way. So what we're also familiar with is like introducing a quote. And most of us probably use like in this way from time to time. We might say in telling a story, ah, I was like, I'm not eating that. Meaning I said something like, I'm not eating that. And it introduces this quote in a way that says, it's probably not exactly these words, but it's close enough, this is the meaning. It also is used to draw attention to a statement. So it's a kind of focuser. We might say, that pizza was like absolutely awful. And that feels somewhat stronger than the pizza was awful. That pizza was like absolutely awful. It gives us a build up to the quality of the pizza or the lack of quality. And it also functions as this kind of um, approximate adverb. So we might say, oh, we haven't seen each other in like 10 years. And we might be exaggerating slightly. We might be just guessing at how long, but we're saying like in approximately maybe this amount of time. And it's also a filler. And this is, I think, maybe the one that winds people up the most. This filler in the same way the climbers were using often in their interviews, like, but we also have sort of, you know, kind of. And when we think of it in this way, maybe this could give us a little more patience with how it's used because people of every generation use fillers in their speech, but they just use fillers from their generation. And so, People who are older than today's like users might use sort of, kind of, you know, and they wouldn't find that strange. They would be used to it because it's what all of their peers would say. But the like feels more modern. And so it feels like this young kids thing. But actually, is it really uh, a modern usage? Is it really that new? This year marks the 50th anniversary of the movie Easy Rider, which is about two bikers who complete a drug deal and then they take a motorcycle trip through America and have certain drug-induced experiences along the way. And they use like in the same way that uh, young people seem to use like these days. They would say, 
Oh yeah, I'm Stone Man, but like I saw a satellite. A direct quote from the movie, but like I did this thing. And they so they use like in just the same way that young people use like these days. Right? They often would say, yeah, like, you know, like, and it's often used as this filler in that movie. And that's from 50 years ago, 1969. And that surely isn't the first time like was used in that way. But back 50 years ago and before then, like was associated more with um, hippies and beatniks. Yeah, like perhaps they used this like in a way that gave a little more freedom to the interpretation of their speech and maybe avoided uh, judgment in some way. Maybe this sort of free lifestyle and live and let live kind of lifestyle led them to this kind of freer interpretation of speech. Anyway, that's uh, about it for today's episode. So if you have any thoughts on this, please get in touch, let me know. Contact us on theowlishfolk at gmail.com. Join the Facebook page. And remember, subscribe to the show. Find us on iTunes or Stitcher or anywhere else you find your podcasts. And until next time, thank you very much for listening. Hoot hoot! Thanks to Justin for the music, New Media for the artwork, and a big high five to Jeff at Central Sound and Picture. If you enjoy the podcast, please tell your friends and subscribe. You can contact us on Facebook and Twitter at The Owlish Folk. Send us questions or comments to theowlishfolk at gmail.com.